Hi, I'm Stephen, and welcome to Ethical Seduction. Relationships need to change over time, but how can you do it successfully Like once a relationship is established? This is a question I think like a lot of, a lot of us ask ourselves. When you make changes to your relationship, there's always risk. But there are things that you can do that are going to help manage those risks to kind of make it better or more successful with like your communication with your partners. And so Brandy and I, uh, we wanted to discuss that and kind of share some of our story because our, our relationship has changed a lot over the last few years. And, you know, we like to think like it's done it pretty successfully. And in a lot of ways, it's not been that hard. Uh, we just have a lot of it is communication and I think some attitudes, but, uh, and also being willing to sit down and have sort of difficult conversations and be okay with that. So what we really just kind of thought is like, why don't we talk a little bit about how we've changed over time, share that with, with listeners. And I think, again, people will be able to extract different aspects of it and you will be able to steal techniques and ideas from us so that when your relationships change, because your relationships will change, they always change. And so when they do, you'll have a better sense of about maybe how to go about doing that and how to communicate with partners and how to make it just easier on everybody. Hello, I'm Steven and welcome to Ethical Seduction. As a sex positive educator and volunteer serving our local Nashville Kinky Community Center, I noticed that some people were struggling to attract the types of people they desired. So I started Ethical Seduction as a way to help others create authentic connections with whomever they choose. Flirting and seduction skills matter. They can transform your life and benefit everyone around you. Ethical Seduction is here to help you live the life you want with the people you want. So I was thinking about uh, many of the episodes we've recorded in the past and um, some of the topics that we've talked about and and the placings we've had, Stephen, and um, other partners and such. But one thing I feel like we haven't talked about that I think would be really important for listeners is how you and I and our friendship and then um, authority exchange dynamic and play has changed over, what is it, five years now? maybe over five years yeah. that we've known each other um, and just how we've continued to adapt to different situations that the other person needed and be open and receptive and how if you start a situation um, understanding that things are going to change and, and that you just have to communicate that, that you can get through it and still end up on the diff- on the other side of it, and and it'd be great. So no, Brandy, you just said like, and when you get on the other side of it, I would say like too. I don't even think of it as like the other side. I feel like we both adjusted with each other all the time. Like I still feel like we're yeah. Doing, because like where where Brandy and I are right now is like we do this podcast and we see each other virtually. We don't actually see each other in person as much as what we used to. You know, and that's just sure. because life situations and, you know, things, things changing. Okay. But I still feel very close to you, you know, and I think, um, like as far as I'm going to say like, right now, it's like friendship, but I still feel you are a close friend, you know, and that mm-hmm. we, we share, we share things about what's going on, you know, with each other and, and stuff. So 
that is maybe where we are today. But um, you had mentioned like, oh, we get to the other side. So when I think of like the other side, it's like, oh, we were, we used to be sort of romantic partners and now we're not. We have gone to the other side, right? And I don't feel like you and I, ex- we, I don't, I didn't, I personally don't think of it that way. Maybe you do, but we did have to. I think what I mean by get on the other side of it is it is unusual. um, Like, especially in like your traditional relationships for something to start out and and progress to a certain level. And then that regress. And then you, you get what I said on the other side of it and then still have a healthy, positive relationship, friendship. Mm-hmm. I think that is harder to do. Um, and so that's what I was really referring to. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hmm. So I'll share this, that when Brandy and I first met, um, <laughs> I, I wrote Brandy this email, like I wanted to go to rope class. Right. And I didn't have anybody that would go do rope class with me you know, at, at the time. Um, the people who were either out of town or not interested in rope writing. So I ended up writing Brandy and another person, maybe maybe three people, but I think just two. And and sort of saying like, hey, I want to go to this class. I think I need to have a partner. You guys were on the maybe list. You know, are you are you interested? You know, and then you wrote back and you were like, hey, like I'm going to be there with somebody, you know, but, but anyway, you know, say hi. So that, that is, that's what got us talking. So I have talked on other episodes and I forget which one it was about like how I thought, oh my God, I'm going to sound like, like such a creep, you know, the way I'm doing, Mm. you know, reaching out, like, I don't want anything. I just want to go to class, you know? And so anyway, so crafting that email, I remember taking, I like, I fucking crafted that thing. I took me a long time to kind of put it in, but I, use it a lot because Brandy's on the show with me. So we've, t- we've talked about it a lot that, you know, how I tried to kind of present that and then her response back to me. And then it's kind of, to me, it's nice and interesting. Like, like, look at us now, you know, so mm-hmm. I'm glad I wrote you. But so I think what everybody should know is just that, you know, Brandy and I, we wrote, we then connected. Oh, we got together for coffee. It was just going to be a short thing. And then it was like, we sat there for two hours or more or something like that. Mm-hmm. And and kind of hit it off, and then we decided, like, yeah, well, let's let's play sometime, right? So we became play partners, um, and that was good. And that was I don't remember exactly how long that was. Do you? How long we were like play partners? Play partners. Probably not more than six months. It's probably less. Maybe not more for six months. Maybe not. Yeah, I'm not sure. Say, we'll say four to six months, right? And then mm-hmm. where I was in life, I had some things going on, and was not able to give Brandy the time that she wanted and needed. And I don't know if you remember this. I don't know if you're the same way. You were sort of like, no, like I was, and I have kids and you know, that I'm with half the time or whatever. So it was like Brandy and I were getting together once every other week. And that mm-hmm. was, yeah, that we, was, it was pretty scheduled and yeah. routine. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then here I am coming in going like, I don't know if I can do the schedule. You know, and so Brandy was like, well, you know, like that might not work with me. Right. And the end result was we had to kind of step back, you know, mm-hmm. from so. And I think I think you used the word pause, which I think was good. Like we just have to put this on pause. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like you were leading this part of the conversation. Like, 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 Stephen, I can't do this. 
we have to adjust. And I think for my part, for them, I was mainly like, okay, what, what do you need? But there was that negotiation of like, what can I give? What can I not give? You know, what do you need? If we're not going to be able to do that, how do we need to? Yeah, I think what happened was, um, and I'm still this way, I, I prefer a schedule and routine. Now, so if that's meeting us meeting every other week, granted, I might not know the fun that's going to happen during that meeting, but I need for myself the schedule and routine. And so um, when certain things were happening, like you just couldn't give that. And I couldn't ask something from you that you couldn't give. Mm-hmm. It was a no fault situation. Mm-hmm. It's just we couldn't meet each other on what I needed. And 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 um, so we just, yeah, we did a pause. And by pause, it wasn't like we didn't talk or, or contact each other or there was any maliciousness to it. It was just instead of trying to make this this work and the, the the hecticness of thing and everything going on, we were just like, I think it would be best to pause for a yeah. period of time. Yeah. And, but I never interpreted it like as a negative situation. I, I it was unfortunate, but. Yeah. I, mean, I would have loved to just keep things going with you, you know, yeah, but yeah. Okay. And then we did, we backed off on the text messaging. We were not communicating as much that way. We were not playing with each other. So there was sort of, I'm going to say in some ways, some separation, but it was never like mm-hmm. all together. And it never, um, we, we still stayed friends is a good way to say it, you know, the whole time. Right. And when we would see each other in the community, uh, I mean, there was, there was no issues. We yeah. spoke and I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think for, for me, phase. we did some cool things, you know, and mm-hmm. And there was sort of that, you know, those, that intimacy and that shared stuff, right? So I think that that you were special to me, you know, in, in that regard. So even though it's like, hey, we're just friends now, well, it's like we still have that past and that history and that mm-hmm. thing we shared. So that helps. I think that helped drive us to maybe where we are today. Um, yeah. But I do, I think it, w- it, it can sometimes be challenging for people to, I don't want to say take the step back, but just change in general. It, it could have been Stephen, you being like, I want to see you three times a week. And me being like, I can't do that. Like, it's just the change that occurs over time um, and how to talk about that openly and, and find the new normal and how you can still maintain a relationship or friendship if, if you want to and how the terms change, you know? Yeah. 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 So I think like where we are today, I think is Brandy and I would say, Hey, we're, we're really good friends. We don't play together often, but I think we have played together spot, what here and there, you know, over the last two years or something like that, maybe. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, I'm assuming that we will play in the future. I would like to just putting that out there. Oh yeah. No, I'm always <laughs> open to play. And I, and I don't know if I've even told you this, but I feel like um, with you, I could, I could come to you and be like, Steven, I, I need the type of play that like you and I do. And then you, you, we would try to make that work, you know, you, or you would, or I would trust that you would be like, not really into that anymore, but you would be able to deliver, um, even a, a rejection or something like that in a, in a, in a way to where I'm like, okay, no, that's cool. Like it's, it's a good place to be at where you can communicate like that, um, yeah. but it takes work and trust. And 
creating yeah. that space. Well, and and I would want to play with you. So if I had to say no, then there'd be reason, right? And I think we would, yeah. you'd be understanding about that, you know, and yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and here's, here's one thing, Brandy. So I've taught this a lot, right? This is something that occurred to me a while ago and I have now been sort of teaching it for years and years. Okay. But when two people meet, let's just say you and I, and we meet, we, we, in theory, it would be wonderful if we liked each other the same equal amount. The reality is like, you never do. One person always likes the other person a little bit more, you know, and, um, and, but hopefully where it's healthy is like, if it's, if it's close. Okay. And then when you're out of whack, when one person likes the other a lot more than the other does, that's where it kind of gets into the, the unhealthy it's, or it just doesn't feel as good. Okay. So mm -hmm. what I realized was that the person who, if I like you more, Brandy, okay. So if I like you more, um, it is my responsibility to stop and come down to the level that you are and meet you. Like I can always, I can reduce my interest. You know, I can change my, the way I'm thinking about things. I could be like, it's not, you know, Brandy doesn't have the time to, to get together this much. Like I've got to change my thinking and, and come down and match her for where she is. Okay. What you can't do, you can't be like, I'm just going to make myself like Steve more. You know, I just, you like, you can't come up. Right. So mm -hmm. out of that balance, you know, when, with like somebody's always a little bit higher than the others. And if it gets, if it's out of balance, whoever is higher needs to come down. So in the case, like, I think what we're talking about is, well, for me, I couldn't give you the time maybe that you wanted. We just, we both adjusted our expectations a little bit to, to mm -hmm. meet where the other person was, but just as a general rule, if, if you really want something and I or somebody else can't give it to you, then it's like, I feel like it's our responsibility to come down and meet that person on the level that mm -hmm. they are. They can't come up. You know, we might hope that's that they correct. Could, but yeah, they can't come up. And if they, and I have been guilty of doing this in the past of trying to come up as, as you phrase it. And then it becomes like pressure uh -huh. um, and like a, a task or something that I really need to try to do. And, and it, it just becomes an expectation that's unrealistic, but you're still trying to meet it. And that that's not sustainable long-term. Mm -hmm. That'll mm -hmm. have more detrimental effects than positives. Mm -hmm. I, I'll say usually if I meet, people too a lot of times my default is to think like well i hope that they like me you know but not not too like okay and then what i usually find is like i'll be pleasantly surprised when the person's like no like i really <laughs> like i really do like you like i like you a lot and i'm like really like why like i feel so in some respects like normal average <laughs> even steven you know just like that's that's how i tend to think of myself and so when if it's you or somebody else, it's like, I'm like, you really do like me? Like, that's always really kind of nice. But I tend to have like that, I don't know, this might not be the healthiest, lower standard or lower expectation. And then I'm always like pleasantly surprised when the person. Yeah, I think, may, yeah. And I don't think that's necessarily an, a negative behavior. It's, it's you're trying to level set for yourself so that you're, maybe not misreading signals more than what's happening. Mm -hmm. um, and then you might, yeah, be able to not be disappointed unexpectedly or I get I, that. That's a, that's a safeguarding. 
And I, th- I think both you and I do this. Like we go into, I'm going to say relationships, but just meeting people, whatever. We go into it without an agenda, right? So it's like, okay, I'm going to go meet this person. I don't know if they're going to fit with me, how they're going to fit with me. And so it, that's different than going in with the expect- expectation or the hope that like maybe this person will be the one and that we will fit and that we will be play partners. And, and I, you know, I just, your personality, my personality, we have not ever done that. It's always been like, I'm going to get together and have coffee with this person. Mm-hmm. That is it. Like, we don't know where it's going to go, you know? And so I think that kind of helps serve us well, because then we can be flexible, you know, and see. Yeah. I think that goes back to intentions also. I think we do really well. Um, and this is certainly something I've had to, to learn over time is, to to go into something looking for what I want versus what I need. Because if I go into something needing something too badly, honestly, then that can skew your perspective of it. Um, so yeah, I make sure to have a healthy grasp on, okay, sure, I, I mean, I might need this, but I need to make sure that need isn't too much yeah. versus a want. We just... Um... We were just watching movies this weekend with the holidays and things, and um, saw a movie called Amsterdam, which is on Netflix, I think, or maybe it's HBO. It was great. had a wonderful cast, okay? But one of the things they said in there, which I liked and I hadn't thought about it before, was there was uh, like a couple, right? And the the one woman was like, do you need – like?" it's basically – if you think of like a husband and wife, it was like, do you need me or do you want me? And Mm. the lady was like, she goes, the needing is not very good. Like basically it was like, that's not healthy. The wanting that you're choosing this person, you know, as your partner where like, that's the more important, not the need. And so that kind of played out in this movie, but I feel like that's the same sort of thing here. You and I are kind of talking about like, if you need something that is not always a good sign where you just use the word wants, like I want this, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and say want or choose I choose you. I want this. I want you. Those are, I think, better. Do you feel like if you're finding that you need something, is that at least potentially a red flag just to yourself? I, if I find myself thinking I need something, that just means that's an area I need to put further thought and consideration into. For yourself, right. for your own health. For myself. Yeah, yeah. I need to yeah. analyze that more. I think there are some, so, some things that are healthy to need, um, but then you still have to balance that and make sure that that they're healthy. Yeah, yeah. So that's all. I think that that's a cue to me to analyze a little bit more and see why I'm feeling that way. Um, you know, when you, you have people that say, I need you in my life, I get the, the sentiment a sentiment and what they mean, but a better way to say it is like you add so much value to my life. Like if you weren't in my life, it would I would feel so much differently about some things, you know. Mm-hmm. And then that's just that's kind of saying the same thing without putting the the word need, and it's still being genuine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah. This is me going back to that whole word thing, you know. Well. It's, it's, yes, but that's good. No, it's I, I think, that, you know, the thinking, thinking about these words and what they mean, like, and the implications behind them, I think helps us, you know, think about what's, mm-hmm. what, you know, what is the difference between these two words? And one, one can be a lot, in some ways, I'm going to say healthier than the other, 
you know. De- well, on. like a simple example, Stephen, is if we're talking about trying to schedule a time to record, right? And you you say, hey, I really want to record with you. Are you available in the next two weeks? Mm-hmm. Or you say, hey, I need to record with you. Are you, can you, what can you be available in the next two weeks? I'm going to put move that up on my priority list and my significance just by the way, by the, the little changing in the words you've used. Um, so that's that's an example. Dear listeners, what Brandy's trying to say is that when you have been listening to me do solo podcasts, <laughs> that is because Ava and Brandy are like, we're busy, we're doing other things. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not it at all. I'm just, I was just using that as an example of like a non romantic yeah. relationship, you know, related type of need versus want yeah. and how it changes the tone. And so I think one of the things like with this discussion, like that we want to share is like how our relationship has kind of changed. And I don't want to, it's not even ebbed and flows. That's not the right wording, but it's more of like change. And I feel like, um, you, it works because it's your personality, my personality, right? So luckily we're kind of compatible this way that we're both kind of fluid and cool mm-hmm. with things, you know, adjusting, going this way, going that way over time. Um, if it was somebody else, like, you know, as, as a listener, you might be with a partner who is not very fluid, you know, so you might be able to do all the changes, but if that other person, that other partner is not willing to do the changes too, it might not you know, might not work. So I feel like Brandy and I, like, you, like our relationship has evolved and changed and continues to because of our attitudes and that we're, but I also think this, I, I'll say, I feel like we have established enough now of the friendship that we kind of know like, okay, if we don't play for, well, we went through COVID, right? We didn't see each other, or, mm-hmm. you know, and that was a year and a half or something like that, you know, kind of break. And before that I had stuff going on and we didn't play. So there was like this long period of time that we did not do much, you know, uh, other than maybe talk here and there. Um, although I did hit you up and say, Hey, do you want to start a podcast? You know, but it's true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. But I think that we had a, a good enough kind of establishment that we had established the trust and to know that yes, things can change. We can you know, not play for a while, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we're not, that anything's really lost. I don't feel like that with you, that, that anything's lost. I feel like you know, we've established something between us. Yeah, I think we have. We've we've established as we've changed good boundaries. And what that means is we know like when we we, we play together, this is kind of what's going to happen in terms of, okay, Brandy's going to click in in this way. And then we're going to kind of click out to this other thing in, in this other way. Um, and we just flow through that pretty naturally. Mm-hmm. And, and we also trust each other that if we're struggling, like with drop or stuff after the scene, that we communicate that. And yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So you said one other thing that I want to ask you about, which I think is, mm-hmm. is neat and kind of cool to hear. Okay, so you had mentioned like, oh, well, if you like, we've not played in a while. Okay, and you said, look, well, if, if I'm feeling like, oh, Stephen, I really need like a scene with you, like the type of thing that you and I share. So what jumped mm-hmm. out at me there, okay, is you are with other people, have been with other people, okay? And that, interestingly to me, like our play is somehow unique and different from all the other people, okay? And I think I want to talk about that. Like what, 
why or what or because that important like to me it's really nice to hear i wasn't expecting that but it's interesting to hear like oh well the way you know what we do together is different enough and so even though we haven't played for a while there's still something about it that is i'm going to say special and unique and i think that's something that people don't always think about i just you know i hadn't thought about it until you kind of mentioned it so well i think that after we, you know, you get to, you can get to a certain point um, with people where you just kind of develop that comfort. Um, and what I mean by that is, I think we just do well to compartmentalize and and realize what we can offer and what we enjoy about the other person. So where I feel that I'm I'm very fortunate is that I'm very transparent with my partners about my other partners and about past partners and that I'm open to, to playing with past partners again and adding new partners, et cetera. Um, and so that cr- creates this environment to where um, I can reach out to partners and I'm like, you know, that type of play we did, would you be interested in doing that again? Like just off chance, like you want to, and if not, that's totally fine. But gosh, I was thinking about it the other day and how much fun we had and we should do that again. Maybe like it's just, a way that it you can approach people from a, a place of really just enjoyment and fun and really liking it um, and wanting it and desiring it without putting the pressure on it for it to be a need or a, a burden of an ask on someone. Well, you made me feel good with the way you described it, where you're like, oh, if I walk in, I'm like, I need a Steven type scene, right? Like, um, I would not have thought of like mine as being special too much, you know, but the way you phrased it made me feel good because it was like, no, like apparently mine are different than other people, which, mm-hmm. which when you think about it, like we're all of ours are different, right? We're all, are, and so, you know, when, when you play with somebody else, it's going to be different than what I than how you and I play, you know? And so what happens is both mm-hmm. of them are special, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, and, and it's one of those where you can, you, it, you can't fall into um, comparing, right? If I watch you do a scene with someone else and I'm like, oh man, I wish I, we could do so-and-so or I could do so-and-so. Like, it's not about the comparing. It's like, we do this really good type of play. Like you might, I might do a type of play with someone who is really, really soft, which really, really soft. And then with you, we play hard, for instance, so that that doesn't mean I'm comparing them. It's just, they both have different value to me. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, to me it does. And I think to me, it's like, it's, everybody's got a different style. This is how I would like people to like, consider this. Like everybody's got different styles, right? So mm-hmm. again, you're going back, don't compare yourself to other people. And I would say the reason you don't do that is because everybody has a different style. So sort of trust that your style. The other thing is like, everybody's like, well, I want to be good in bed. Okay. So that's kind of like a loaded question or a loaded thing because it's like, um, like, what does that mean? But I would say like, don't worry about that. It, like sort of trust that what your, your style in bed, you know, is going to be unique and is going to stand out. And so if you just are in there and in the moment and share those, you know, those aspects with that person, I'm going to say, just trust that they're going to value that, you know, you're, it's going to be a different experience than if they were with somebody else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've never had, um, yet to have 
a moment of transparency and openness from someone and it be translated as a negative. And what I mean by that, when I say negative is, I mean, we might not agree and I might not be able to meet them where they might need or want at that moment, but I value the feedback and it just gives me something to, to work with. And at least I know where they're at. And then we can discuss if we can find a common ground. What you were saying is that you would like to play with me sometime in the future. Is that what I heard you say? No, what I heard you say is that you can't wait to play with me again. And if I would be oh so gracious uh, to do so, maybe I would. Maybe I'll, I'll give you an orgasm of mine, that's, Stephen. That's what I'm. Yes, that's. I'll, I'll consider right. it. What I said I would. That, that's that was my takeaway. That's right. Yeah. Was no, that I, not your experience? Yes. No, I would love. <laughs> we have not played in a long time, but I would love to play sometimes. So we get that on the books. So, oh God, are you blushing over there? I'm blushing. Y'all, I made Stephen blush a little bit. It's so Look humiliating, so humiliating. <laughs> Pepper him with compliments and kind words. That's all it takes. <laughs> well, I figured him out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Stephen, I, I had an idea here. Let's just kind of impromptu play this out. You know, like in this podcast where I made you blush and yeah, I said how I feel like if I came to you and said I, I needed this type of play with you that we've done in the past, that that you would be able to do that and want to do that, and that's just the the dynamic we've we've established, even though we haven't played in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and you seem really open to that, and and that that was nice feedback. But let's play it out like if you weren't open to that idea because it was sprung on you, you didn't expect it. Okay. Um, and how you would approach that from a non-interested perspective. Okay. So, okay. So the first thing I would like is for you to just, you know, just for fun, go ahead, Brandy, ask, ask me to play with you again. Say it for a third fucking time. Is that what you want? Third time. I mean, I'm not egotistical or okay. anything like that. It just, you know, for. No, not at all. You're still blushing. You're learning. Still, you're yeah. still, uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. So we're going role, role play now. Ready? Boom. Go. Okay. So I feel like, Stephen, if I came to you and said, I really need that type of play that you and I do and that that style that you and I have developed, that I feel like you would you would still be open to doing that. And we could still have a fun scene, even though it's been a while since we played. Do you think that? So so you're asking if I would like to play again? I'm asking if you would you know, be open to the the possibility of. I'm not trying to, you know, corner you, pin you down, but yeah, if um, that would be a possibility. Yeah, I may, yeah, probably at some point in the future, but now is not the best time for me. And so it's just, and it's mainly just because of a timing thing. Like I've got a lot going on. I know you have schooling and stuff like that stuff too. So scheduling wise, it's, it's not the best. And uh, so I don't, I, you know, don't take it personally, but I would just say like, probably let's maybe not do anything right now. And that's just because I don't know where I am with things. I think that makes total sense. And I realize that I've kind of put you on the spot there and I didn't mean to, I I hope I didn't, you know, but, um, yeah, I don't think this changes anything. Well, good. So we're still friends. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'll consider it. I mean, I'm going to, I'm, I'm considering it. No. You know what I'm thinking of is Ava is always what? like, okay, when there's the awkwardness, then you just sit in the awkwardness. Well, because what's happening is we're trying to create a situation that would, that yeah. didn't happen. And, but there, sometimes you do have, I think Ava's right. You do have to sit in the awkwardness, right? So when I'm saying no, that's kind of awkward, you know, or, or not right now. Okay. It was weird. I, I, I honestly, Brandy, I could not see myself being like, no. <laughs> yeah. so, so I was like, so, so it would end up in our relationship. So I probably really would be like, well, not just not now, you know? So that's why I was trying mm-hmm. to in that particular way. But, um, but if you did have, I don't know, something went on and I just was no longer comfortable playing with you. Right. So I'm having to mm-hmm. know, then that would be, that would feel awkward. And I think then in that kind of case, it's like you do Ava's thing of like, let's just sit in the awkwardness, right? You have to say it because if you lie to the person that just sucks, you know, it's just misleading. It's going mm-hmm. to come back and haunt you or whatever. But I think that just it's, it can be okay to be awkward for a moment. Right. So I have to say like, no, I don't, yeah, now's not a good time. Right. And then you, that's hard for you. So you're going to come back with something like, Hey, that's okay. I was just kidding. Whatever, you know, that's, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I think maybe to the takeaway there, maybe it's just like, it's, it's going to feel awkward. Like, I don't know. There's a way around it and not to hold. Well, because what's happened is we've created what, or what, what's occurred is what we talked about, how, I'm saying this is where the level I'm at mm-hmm. and you're, you're not at that level. You're below it. And you're choosing to, to say, I can't meet you at that higher level, which is a healthy response to have. And you know, your own boundaries and, and limits. And then that's me reacting to that processing it and saying, okay, I need to then change my level. And you're just seeing that in real time happen. That's that mm-hmm. uncomfortable um, interaction and pause and sitting in the discomfort. Okay. So now this conversation has turned into how to say no. Right. So Mm. question for you. So my thought is very often what I would tend to do is when I'm going to say no to you is to add the word because no, because, and then give you a reason. Okay. So my gut feeling is like to look into myself and be like, why am I saying no? You know, and then to be open and transparent and share that with you of like, no, because I'm going to be busy. Okay. However, that's for me personally. Right. And I think you and others maybe have been asked by people. Okay. And you're just not comfortable with that person. Right. And so you're not going to be like, uh, no, I don't want to play with you because I'm not comfortable with you. Like that could be hurtful to the person. Right. So you're not going to be, you're not going to necessarily share everything you're going to say. It's going to be more edited response. Mm -hmm. How would you do that? Can you give suggestions to people like when they know how to say it in a nice way? I would just say that my plate is really, really full right now Um, between, you know, work and you can name some stuff um, and you can certainly make yourself sound busier than you are. You know, if you if you need to, it's not a lie, but you can still exaggerate yeah. in terms of making yourself sound busier. If that, but that's always been my my way is um, my plate is just really really busy right now, and I don't have the time or, or energy to put towards something new. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, gosh, some days I really wish I did. I remember when I did have all the time to do that, but now I just don't. But 
thank you for asking and letting me know. Um, and then I would just kind of trail off like that. Okay. So it's nothing personal about them. It's it's truly me and me showing my limitations. Well, I'm going to say it is a little personal, right? Because you, you just personally rejected me and then you made up, then you lied to me and said, oh, I'm just busy. Okay, but let me run with this. So to me, the lie part, you use the word lie, but here, and and you could say it is, okay? But to me, it yeah, is- Yeah, I know a, it's a, that's an ugly like, word. So often I feel like, why do people lie? Nobody likes to lie. It's a I didn't say lie. I think I said exaggeration. Well, I said lie, well, but then I said an exaggeration. Hold up one second. This is my thought. Mm. Okay, is that- my, my my personal philosophy is like people are allowed to lie to me because it is a pain in the ass to lie to me. So you're only going to lie to me if there's a good reason. So in this case, you just lied to me. Instead of saying, Stephen, it's you, you're, you don't make me feel comfortable, which would hurt my feelings. Okay. And in some ways, maybe do some damage. You modified that to be a kind lie we'll say, mm -hmm. and just be like, well, I don't have time right now, right? So what I want to say is my feeling is to sort of, my, my gut feeling is like, if Brandy gives me that answer, well, I'm just really busy, just to take her at face value on the words, okay? And not to try to second guess everything, you know, because I'm not going to know if she's lying or not lying. But if she is lying to me, you know, and it is me because she's not comfortable playing with me, like she's going to, he's going to be doing that I think out of like a kindness aspect, you know, you're trying to, to not mm -hmm. hurt my feelings. Right. So that in my mind, that does not make you a bitch. You know, you're not, you're, you're doing it for kind of good reasons. And my suggestion is if you're getting, if you're the person being rejected, just take it at face value, whatever that person says. And it doesn't, in some ways, doesn't really matter if it's true or not. You don't need to know the answer. Just take it at face value of what the person says. That's, that's my. Yeah. Th that, that goes back to the, um, when someone feels comfortable to tell, you no, even if it's an exaggeration of certain circumstances, mm -hmm. then it helps reinforce with you that the truth behind, if they do say yes, eventually, right. Cause you're gonna be like, okay, they, they have told me no. So I trust that if I ask again, or we come across this and they say, yes, I'm going to know that they're not doing it. Maybe feeling pressured. Mm-hmm. Um, so did you say yes? To, You're giving some mixed messages. Did I say Steven. yes to playing with you? The the idea of. Of playing? Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm not going to go all the way. I'm not putting my, I'm not jumping, you know. Oh, you, so you're, okay, you're doing Ava's breadcrumbing thing. You're putting a little I'm, bit out. Yeah, I'm dipping the toes in. Yeah, so yeah. Actually, that's a good way to ask. Are you open to the idea of sometime playing together? Like, you know, yeah. not, that's, that is actually a good way to ask. So yes, I'll answer it this way with my ambiguous answer. Okay. Like, yes, I, yes, I think I would like to play sometime. I'm not sure when because of my schedule and things, but sure. yeah, that maybe at, at some point in the future, we could set something up. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's great. But I'm not going to let do what? I'm not going to let you come. Lies. Just be play uh -huh. and I'll get you close. But then I'll disappoint you at the end and leave you frustrated so that you want to come back for another scene. Oh, we know that's not how this works. That's not how this works. First of all, I've already proven I come back for another scene after I come. <laughs> see, so that tactic's not going to work.
<laughs> no, that was good. I, well, thank you, everybody, to listen. Like Brandy and I again. talk about. Yeah. Well, and it, but this has been nice because I mean, you are right. Like our relationship has has changed and modified, and you know, not, not ebbed and flows, but it has like. Oh, to me, it's always been very flexible. And I feel like the cool thing about that is like it is solid enough that it's going to stay that way. It's going to be flexible, you know, and I. Yeah. Yeah. And and it is meaningful. I think you're one of my closest friends. So I I appreciate you very much. Thanks. You too. Thank Hi, you. everybody. <laughs> okay, bye. We're into that. Jesus. You know what got me reminiscing about it, Stephen? What's I that? was at the mark, was it uh, two weeks ago, maybe? And um, Jay was there. And then he was just talking to someone and and I walked up and he started going through in a nice way some of the scenes we had done. And I was like, fuck, <laughs> that's right. Like he talked about the Game of Thrones scene um, and then the, the scene at the, you know, like, like a year ago or so, that scene with the electricity and stuff. And I was like, that's right. I just, yeah. And I was like, oh, God, that was right. We did some good stuff. So that's that's all. Well, I would so like credit to credit to Jay. It's what I'm telling you. Credit <laughs> to Jay. All right, uh, shout out to Jay for creating this episode. That's right. Yeah, for maybe getting another for maybe getting another placing out of us. Yeah, yeah. So thanks mm-hmm. to Jay who got us talking mm-hmm. to create this episode, mm-hmm. and now we're gonna have to play together. Is what it comes down to. I know we're gonna have to let him know when we schedule it so he can be there. It's inspired by him, and it's gonna have yeah. to be a dirty scene. We're going to have to come up with something that we have not done before. That is dirty. Well, this is the thing, you know, this is where uh, it's all the works on your, cause I just show up ready to come. Um, <laughs> and like, that's, so that's, that's my contribution. <laughs> I just show up ready to come. I mean, I mean, I, I probably don't come all day before I get to you. That's, that's, that's edging. Tomorrow I'm coming, yeah. Ethical Seduction would like to hear from you. Everybody's got their own like little tips and tricks that they do that really kind of help deepen connections with either flirting or interacting with other people. And we would really like to hear from different listeners. So if you have something that is on your mind that you think would really benefit others, go to ethicalseduction.com and leave us a message. There's a box where you can just click on the button and leave us a voicemail. And if, if we can, we'll be happy to use your suggestion on the air. Also, for a limited time, I'm setting up free attraction Kickstarter sessions. These will be free 45-minute sessions where we'll have time to chat about any sticking points that you might be currently experiencing. But also, I want to be able to help get you started developing your own attraction plan. And this will include us figuring out like what your most attractive traits are so that you will know why people value you and what you can use to really connect with people that you're interested in. So why am I offering to spend this much time with individuals for free? So one, it's going to let me connect with you as an individual, and I'll be able to help you right then and there. But also, I think I'm just going to get a lot of valuable feedback from talking with people, and I'm going to learn a lot, and it's going to help teach me, like, what is it that you're working on, and what is it that you need? And that's going to help, in turn, make the podcast be more beneficial to you. So I feel like everybody wins from the time that we spend by doing this. So. If you're interested in chatting, just please go to ethicalseduction.com and you can sign up for the free attraction Kickstarter call today. Thanks.
you like today's show, please remember to follow us so you can get future episodes on your podcast player of choice. And if you have friends who might benefit from the material that we share here, like just consider sending them a link to the episode. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and you'd be so kind as to take a minute to give us a rating or review, that helps the show, but it also gives us feedback again to where we can make a better show for you in the future. And if you would like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, FetLife, and Reddit as Ethical Seduction. So thank you, everybody. And remember to live the life that you want with the people that you want. Thanks. Bye.